Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Burglars are giving you tips on how to protect your home from burglars. I guess these are mostly retired ones. Uh, things like uh, put your front porch light on a timer. If you leave the light on 24 hours a day while you're on vacation, there's that's a target for burglars. Right. Uh, so use a timer to give the impression that people are actually at home. Use a wireless alarm system. Burglars can easily cut the wires on a less advanced system. And one study of 400 convicted burglars found almost all of them say they decided not to rob a home because of an alarm system. Okay. So it's always good, even to just get the sticker. Yeah, <laughs> it's a start. Yeah. If you're going to get a guard dog, make sure it's mean. Burglars don't mind small dogs or even dogs that make some noise, but they do hate dogs that bite them. Okay. And uh, dogs who won't just roll over and let you rub their belly. Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, I would imagine this, even small ones that are really noisy, anything that attracts attention mm. is not a good thing, right? That's right. Yeah. Keep your valuable stuff out of your bedroom. Burglars usually get in and out in less than 10 minutes, and they use a good chunk of that time to hit the bedroom dressers and closets for jewelries, credit cards, weapons, and other valuables. Okay. Now, look, I, I think this is more an American thing. It, it doesn't seem like, and maybe it happens here and we just don't hear about it because there's other news to report, but it doesn't seem like home burglaries seem to be a, a big thing here. Um, I, I mean, yes and no. I, I think... You know, you kind of hit the nail on the head when it comes to, you know, a newscast. You know, the average, you know, home break and enter yeah. doesn't really make it that often unless there's some sort of, you know, weapon involved or, yeah. or an injury. Or somebody's hurt. Yeah. 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 It just doesn't, I don't, I don't know. And I'm, and maybe I'm just blanking on this, but it, I don't know of anybody in my life that's ever had their home broken into oh i do yeah really yeah well you're from oshawa that's right um and i think car theft rings are probably more reported on or at least more, more common that yeah that's but been a thing certainly the break and enter at one point i think i want to say over the last i think the pandemic has kind of changed that a little bit in the sense that a lot of people are home right. all the time they're working from home right. uh, and so you know even stories of that have, have reduced a bit, but there was one time, and I want to say probably towards, you know, Peel, Brampton, Mississauga, where we're, we're getting a lot of the you know, kind of break and enters and some of the really brash ones with people home too. Oh, yeah. See, I don't remember any of that. Well, maybe I just never ever had anything worth stealing everybody to break into my, I mean, I've had my car broken into. Uh -huh. I've, I've had that, which is really an odd feeling when you get up in the morning and you go outside and you think, why didn't I kick my driver's door shut? Right. Why is it partway open? Why yeah. is my interior light on? And then you go look and the glove box is open and stuff is kind of scattered around. Yeah. And, and that, you know, happens especially around this time of year where people, there's usually a reminder that comes out at some point to keep your doors locked or check yeah. your car doors before you go. And, you know, and in some cases it's, you know, teens roaming around looking for change, which there isn't much of anymore. No. Um, but, you know, in other cases, it's people looking for things that can, and if you have a, a you know, a car door or a garage door opener, an automatic one, mm -hmm. you know, it's a, an entry point into your house. So you've known people that have actually had their house broken into? Yes. Yeah. Wow. And like, a, like ransacked or a lot of stuff taken? Uh, yeah, I think, you know, I'm trying to remember, I think it happened to an uncle of mine, but, um, and, and 
some mementos and things taken really? and uh and, and but again it's more than just the feeling of having someone had gone through your oh, stuff for sure even when they break into your car you feel violated like outside of a couple of uh of important things i can't imagine you know if i'd even notice if some stuff was taken from my house right <laughs> everything's so through. upside down yeah huh and were they away on vacation or just out for the night or? i think they were away on vacation came yeah. back and Boy, that's a crappy way to come home. Yeah. Oh no, for sure. No, you, nobody would want that. I no. remember uh, once, you know, as a kid, the uh, just when alarm systems were coming in, and our our neighbor had one, and I, I think it was connected to the police, but it also had like a light out front that okay. would go off. Yeah. Um. And uh, and that thing went off, and they were away, and you know, we're good friends of my parents. And so my dad said, "Well, we got to go check it out, right, mm. <laughs> and find out." What, uh, you know, was there a, a, how they gained entry? Was it, was it really something or was it just the alarm? Cause sometimes they just go off, dust goes through or something sure. like that. Um, I remember how, how like freaky that was. Like grab a baseball bat. Right. And off we go. And you're going into someone else's house. You don't really know. Right. All the, uh, the quirks. Yep. The corners and the, the dark spots. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. What, what am I doing? Yeah. Dad, <laughs> just call the cops. <laughs> And even doing that at my parents' house, I mean, they've been away and the, the alarm systems have gone off. And mm. you know, I've gone over before to, to either meet the security there or check things out, make sure it's not uh, anything you know that has to be fixed. Wow! And I think, wow, man, that's. I have had none of these experiences. Really? Well, it's, it shows the two different worlds we live in. <laughs> you live in a world where people have things. <laughs> I live in a world where people have nothing. Something is celebrating its 40th birthday today. Okay. The first CDs came out on this day in 1982. Really? 40 years ago today. Wow. The first CD was produced at a German factory in August of 1982. The first CD to be released commercially came out in Japan in October of, excuse me, in October of that year. Uh, It was uh, 52nd Street from Billy Joel. Uh, now, it, it wasn't the only CD. There was actually 50 CDs that were released. It's just 52nd Street gets the special distinction because it was the first in the catalog. First one done. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I want to say I remember a bit of an uproar from record stores at the time over having to like reconfigure all of their stacks. Yeah. <laughs> and display cabinets because they'd have to shrink them. To fit the CD cases. And then yeah. they had to remember, like, the CD was only, what, like, 4x4 four four or 5x5 five five case, jewel mm-hmm. case. But then they had to, like, create a long holder for it in order to be able to see them when they're in that cabinet. And it seems to me, if my memory is correct, radio didn't really uh, catch on to the CD till later, maybe, like, 86, 87, because I was working at radio stations in 84, I started in 83, and it was still all vinyl then. And then I remember the control room being changed over from vinyl uh, racks to CD racks. Wow. But that was probably like 86, 87. Depends on the station. When you started here, there was still a record player. So. Oh, yeah. We've, <laughs> we were just getting CDs here. <laughs> We've just graduated to 8-track. <laughs> it's tough to get these new bands to send you their 8-track. Um, speaking of CD players, the first was the Sony CDP 101 in 1982. It, uh, it cost about a thousand dollars. Wonder how much that skipped. 
Yeah. <laughs> Although they claimed it never would. But that was one of the big things about uh, CDs that they said, because compared to records scratching and skipping. Right. They said in the beginning it wouldn't. Until you found out that, you know, you had to keep CDs clean. And, oh, yeah. And then you all had to go buy CD cases. Yeah. Where you had, like, basically an extra piece of luggage to carry around with you. Your jewel case, as uh-huh. they called them. Uh, some deluxe players went for 1500 bucks. I wonder what you got in a Sony CDP 101 deluxe for an extra 500 bucks. By the mid 80s, the average player sold from 300 to 600 bucks. So in about five years, it dropped to. Oh yeah. To nothing. Well, and then there was a point, I want to say in the 90s, where, you know, everyone was getting, uh, CD, like multi-CD players for their cars. That's right. Right. You could put it in your trunk. Yeah, and just load it and up. It, and load it up. Some of them like 50, 100 CDs. Yeah. In, which, you know, when you think about it now, like a hundred CDs would have cost you probably about three or four thousand dollars yep. to get them all back in the day. And you'd have to truck them all around and then wait in between songs for that thing to change and flip through them. It's like playing it, an eight track again. Now it's all on your phone and yeah. you can you know, have it for all of 10 bucks a month. The way, yeah, you're right. When you think about it, it's just astonishing. And it's not just the music you like. You can have every or almost every piece of music ever recorded. Yeah, all genres. Everything. Yeah. 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 The uh, first CD cost more than 20 bucks a piece. By the mid-'80s, they settled into a range of about 11 to $15. Although they have bounced back, there seems to be some kind of love affair. Much like vinyl had a resurgence and still seems to be selling well, it is said that CDs are having a bit of the same resurgence. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I find that amazing. You got asked to get a, you know, could I find a CD the other day? I still have to, like, I have to go up into the, I think the rafters of the garage. Hmm. And I think I may still have. My stack of CDs, but I have no idea. Well, you you don't get rid of anything, so I couldn't imagine you threw out your CDs. Right. Well, I I think at one point we did flush through and, and throw out all of the cases. Oh, okay. Right, because I I think I transferred them to one of those like leather things where you could just hold right. it like a bookcase kind of thing. Right. Um. But I, I have no idea. And then one and then at one point they all went into a stack, um, like a big carousel because. At that point, you could rip them down onto your computer mm-hmm. to put them onto your phone. So, oh man, I, some, a bunch of them, I'm sure, are gone. So, how many at your height of buying music? How many CDs do you think you you had bought or owned in your owned? life? Yeah, I have to play maybe say a, a couple hundred. Yeah, I've got six hundred to seven hundred of a box. Really, in boxes in the garage. Then if anybody wants to buy them, they're available. And I've got a couple that I know I bought for one song. Right, yeah. like you bought the entire album, and then I did have a CD single at one point that they did make that, those. That was a thing. It was like a little two-inch disc. Yeah, it yeah. was crazy. That was a thing. Yeah, and I had a whole bunch of milk crates of uh, vinyl. I guess, yeah, yeah. Probably I had more vinyl than CDs at one point. Really? Well, just you because. think you had seven or eight hundred CDs? I, I have them in my garage. Wow. Yeah, I've, I've counted them all. I want a buck a piece. <laughs> <laughs> How many emails do you think you've had in your life, Lucky? 
email, like yeah. like email address, email address. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was yeah. gonna say like billions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know, ten or eleven. <laughs> uh, no, email addresses. How addresses. Uh, well, I haven't moved around in terms of jobs all that much, but I've had a couple here. Um, I had a couple initially. I and then a few for hockey. I'd say maybe a dozen. Mm. Is that that's, high? That's way low. Oh, really? Actually. The average person is said to have had about 126. Come on. That seems incredibly high. But if you add up all the things you've had through school, certainly if you're uh, somebody who was going to uh, you know, high school or college, university, when email was a part of your life, right. you would have had those. Any job you ever had, any website domains you might have bought, any side hustles or small businesses you've started, any dummy accounts you've created to sign up for stuff. And I thought you would be one with a lot of emails because I thought for sure you'd be one who would have dummy accounts because you love to sign up for yeah. stuff. Yeah, you know, that actually sounds like a pretty smart idea. I didn't. I'm a dummy. I just use my regular account. <laughs> and, you know, much like my original phone number, I know my original email because I'm still using it to this day. <laughs> yeah. Funny. I even had somebody comment recently. I was, I was going back and forth with somebody and our email shows up when I send you an email from the one Maria and I have. It shows up as from Craig and Maria Venn. Yeah. And they, they, uh, they even commented, why don't you have your own email? Like it seemed odd to them that I was right. sharing one with my wife. Yeah. But it's just easy because then we can both, if something's going on, we can both just see check it. it and check yeah. it. Well, and I mean, I'm sure you have, well, you have your own. You have a, well, a work one. Well, for the hiders, I gotta have my own. <laughs> too. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I started, I guess, with one at university. Um, that would have been like my first ever email address. And then, you know, the, you pick up, you know, Hotmails, Yahoo's, Gmail's, right. like as, as the, the providers changes. And it is funny though. You'll, you'll meet someone every now and then, or like we collect email addresses to, Send tickets now yeah, right. for things, and you'll get someone who sends like a, you know an AOL address yeah. or like the original Hotmail, and you know like that's going back a long yeah. time. I think it makes sense now that when you try to create an email, it's got to have like seven or eight numbers at the end of it. If everyone's got a hundred and twenty different emails, well, that's right. And it's always funny too to see the uh, the people who still stuck with their original like university email address, where it was like I love boobies at right. <laughs> chart at. <laughs> Shark King. <laughs> you know, there will be a, a few stories of you that uh, when this inevitably ends, that I will always remember. And your shark story as a... Well, hang on. As a password. <laughs> That's right. It, Do clarify. Yeah. It, my shark story doesn't include oh, me. No, we all have a shark story. Right. But yes, your buddy uh, using the word shark as yes. a password. Yeah. So it was just when you, when you think you've grown and matured... <laughs> And then you got someone who sends you cash on an e-transfer. The password is when a, you fart and a little poop comes out. That was the... That's so funny. That was the instructions to figure out the password. That's so funny. I laugh every time. I, and I always think, wouldn't it have been funny if you couldn't get the transfer and you had to call the bank That's right. and say to them, uh, and, and what was your uh, your your code? Your, your security answer? Uh, that would be shart. Yes. S-H-A-R-T. You don't even say it out loud. Just say S-H-A-R-T and all, they can figure it out. All lowercase. 
Uh, Maria always wants to do this, and I forget every time because I think it would be funny as well. Every time uh, you order food and they want your name, say like yeah. when you go into, you know, like a Starbucks or whatever. Actually, we were at this, uh, this restaurant over the weekend. We're saying that you had to line up, order your food, then you just had to wait for your name to be called. And she always says, and I always forget, the next time it happens, I got to do this. You want to give them the name Bueller. Yeah, <laughs> so they're Bueller, calling it Bueller. <laughs> Anybody who saw Ferris Bueller's Day Off would would love the Bueller right away. Uh, let me ask you something: When you go to a nice restaurant, do you give your first name or last name when they ask you um, for your party? If if people are joining us, I'll say it's under Ven. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If I'm if I'm making a reservation, it's always under Ven. Right. I think you. Yeah, well, I it's I generally use my last name, mm. but then every now and then you're like, okay, like you hear them calling out first names, and it it sounds like you're at like preschool at right. that point. Go with Bueller next time, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I got to try it one of these times. How do you know when you're in love, and it's not just lust? Okay, you know, you think back, and and it's a kind of a, a an interesting question to ponder. Like, how did you know or when did you realize that you were in love with Adrian? Mm -hmm. Or how did anybody, like, it's not necessarily something that just pops up. Like, it's not like, oh, geez, I love you. It just, it it evolves or. Well, there's that, that, the love at first sight theory. But that's probably lust. Could be. Yeah. Because I think we're just always usually attracted to someone physically at first. right? Right. Like I have often said, look, Maria and I have been together a very long time, but and and maybe I've just romanticized it a, a lot, and it maybe wasn't the case at the time. But it seems to me, and when people ask, I kind of knew she was the one almost up from the get go. Like really? I was, I was crazy about her from the minute I met her. Right. It, it took me about a year or more to win her over. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, like I was even dating somebody else, and I I broke up with them in the effort to pursue her. Right, just yeah. to stalk someone. Just to, yeah, and it's sexy. <laughs> it's so sexy. But so uh, yeah. But, I mean, were, were, you think you were in love at that point? Well, you know, it's funny. Or was you, that lusting? It it was. Pro- I want to say it was probably lusting. Like, how do you love somebody at first sight? Right. Like, that seems almost impossible. Have you fallen in love with her yet? I'm working on it. <laughs> I think she's fallen out of love with me. <laughs> but there are signs uh, to prove whether it's lust and not love. Okay. A relationship therapist came up with some signs. If you're obsessed, constantly thinking about them, replaying moments and imagining different scenarios, that's lust, not love. Oh. You want to be around them all the time. No matter how much you're with them, it's not enough. That's lust, not love. What? You think they're perfect. You can't think of any flaws they have. That's what? That's lust. Wow. Yeah, these are all signs that it's lust and not love. Okay. You really don't know them all that well. You've just met. It's not love. It's lust. So there there you go. Yeah. It has to be. I mean, I, I think. So what do they say the love part is then? 
Well, they don't. This is just signs. <laughs> so they left us all just questioning our relationships. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Do I love this person or not? Did, like, okay, so, uh, so, uh, yeah, my situation was I just knew that I wanted to be with Maria, w- with you and Adrian. Was it a, a, a slow burn or was it something? Well, well I think we were both with other people at the time. So oh, okay. it was one of those things where, um, you know, we just realized that we really liked being together. Right. And hanging out together, and that developed from there to yeah. the point where we didn't want to be apart. Well, you know what? I think that's the perfect example because I'm going to say that it was the same for Marie and I, and I think it's probably the same for most relationships. If you start off as friends, it's a really good thing. Right. Because, yeah, you do really enjoy each other's company. And and I think, uh, I think it just grows from there. Yeah, you grow to the point where you don't want to be apart. And then you get together, and, and and you can't stand being together, and you can't wait to be apart. And you have nothing in common anymore. <laughs> if the sexual attraction is super strong, that alone doesn't necessarily mean it's just lust, but that's a pretty good chance, especially if you haven't been together very long. Well, I, I so what are they saying then that you all that all relationships basically start with lust, and you grow to love? I think so. Okay. I think I that makes sense to me. Do you grow to love or you grow to tolerate? <laughs> you you grow I, to I have some real questions for this relationship therapist that you're talking about. I'm gonna give you her name and number. I think <laughs> it's time for you to have a sit down. I just don't think it makes sense. You just grow to obey. Right. That's what you do. <laughs> you feel like you're trying to catch them. Okay. That's lust, not love. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. If they're, especially if they're running, yeah. <laughs> if they're running from you, it might not be love. Your outlook is clouded. You look at, you like them a lot, but you're not sure why exactly. You don't feel accepted or you aren't really being yourself around them. And it's all about you, meaning you're still not willing to sacrifice or put your needs ahead of your, theirs sometimes. I don't know. It's odd, but. I would say, yeah, I, I would say the whole love at first sight thing is, is probably just a, a made for TV movie. Right. A, a rom-com. I, 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 I think you have to grow to, to love somebody. Or you can just Tina Turner it and what's love got to do with it. Have you been to any weddings this summer? Have you attended any? I haven't yet. No. No. No, it's almost over now. So. Right. If you were going, I think you would have gotten the invite by yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah, I, well, I think, you know, I guess at our, my, my age, if, if it's people getting married, it's uh, nieces, nephews. Or you know. second marriages. Yeah, or second ones, yeah. <laughs> or thirds <laughs> or fourths. Yeah, that is that is very true about the nieces and nephews. Um, I mean, we've got a wedding in uh, early September that uh, just Maria and her mom are going to. Because I, at this stage, when you've been together a long time, I, I was at a lot of weddings of her cousins but now they're her cousin's kids are getting married. Right. You know, and I wouldn't know them if I bumped into them in the streets. Yes. So. But you'll still get invited and yeah. expect to so fork not, over a check. They're not getting my money in the booster. <laughs> so Maria and her mom can go. Have you ever been to a themed wedding? Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't think so. No, I haven't either. But many claim they have. And it seems to be something that's very popular. So things like... Like doing a games of a Game of Thrones or a Lord of the Rings or a Star Trek theme or there's been music weddings. Would you take part though? Like if if someone invited you a Game of Thrones wedding? Well, I would try to get out of it. Right. It's like or Halloween. Harry Potter or something. It's like, like Halloween that. parties. I don't. I don't uh-huh. know. But if it was somebody really close, I guess I'd have no choice. Right. I'd have to 
figure something out. Often said, you know, now that, uh, as you, you joked, like, yeah, it's like second marriages that are happening. Now, they usually tend to be a bit smaller. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to do that. that I, I was like, boy, if my friends were going to do something like that now, I'd say, I would suggest do it on New Year's mm-hmm. because it's the one night none of us can seem to come up with a plan. Right. This <laughs> is a great excuse for a party. The only problem with getting married at New Year's, because I went to a wedding that was really cro- close to Christmas. And it's a pain in the arse because that month is already so expensive. True, yes. And try booking anything on New Year's yeah. Eve for a wedding. Of course. And, uh, you know, the, and there will be someone like, well, I have other plans or mm-hmm. we're away because it's the one time the kids are out of school. Mm-hmm. People do themed music weddings like pop or disco. They do Disney themes. <laughs> Although my concept is really so typical of me. It's how can I make your big day Convenient for me. So that is so true. How can I work this into my schedule better? Well, I don't have plans for New Year's. I often struggle with the plan. So, and it's a way to ditch my kids on New Year's. Let's do that. Do it on New Year's for my benefit. You know that big day you're planning and you're going to profess your love and all that kind of crap for each other. Yeah, do it where it's convenient for me. And could you have it over before eleven o'clock? Because I want to get home. Well, no, right at midnight. I don't want to deal with all. The people. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, I don't need to say Happy New Year. So you've already yeah, congratulated it. Right. Can we have dinner around four? <laughs> yeah, action hero. The Disney thing is weird. I An mean, action hero themed wedding. Yeah, Marvel comic superheroes. But yeah, the eighty, the Disney thing, like Cinderella. I, right. Okay, maybe well, having your bride dress the, up like Cinderella is well, kind of hot. I, and I think if if your bride is requesting to be Cinderella, like the the daddy's little princess theme, mm-hmm. ooh, that's a little creepy. I like the sports one. This would be good for you. Uh huh. Everybody dressed up in their favorite uh, sports attire. Okay. Get Maria to wear the sex helmet. <laughs> is that a sport, really? <laughs> I treat it like a sport. She's given me a timeout before. She's given me the yellow card. <laughs> I spent two minutes in the sin bin for shame. Uh, 70s era, 90s era. I like this one. Fast food themed. So I guess you're like serving up like KFC or Pizza oh, Hut or okay. something. I'd, I'd go for that. Right. Anyhow, it seems to be a thing. Which, look it, try anything, you know. I mean, the, the, the whole... We've the whole church and the reception hall and all, it's all been done to death. Right. The, the the dry chicken. But if you're going to do that, and as much as you want it to be your big day and everyone to take part, there are going to be people who just want nothing to do with oh, it. Oh, of course. <laughs> so you have to kind of expect that to happen. Oh, I would hate every second of it, <laughs> unless it was the fast food. The eighties or nineties theme, especially if you just went with a regular wedding, but everyone had to like the old school tux, the cummerbunds, yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, it seems like a lot of effort. Uh huh. And there's a real nerd factor to it, I think, as well. Well, it's also, you know, sorry, it's putting an expense on your guests. Yeah. Right? Like if they got to go out and buy a costume or rent one mm-hmm. <laughs> just to go to your wedding, <laughs> expect your gift to come down in value. Yeah. You're worried. <laughs> again, this is how selfish you are. How does this affect are. me? That's right. You want your best friends to hold their wedding on New Year's Eve, right. the most expensive night of the year. But no theme. <laughs> And, and not too much expense to you. Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.